everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's diva writer and one of my dear friends, Mrs. Emily Hill. Hi, Emma. Emily, I'm so glad you're here. This is so fun. (laughs) I know you love being on podcasts. I love attention in any form. (laughs) Not not necessarily true. No. Uh, For those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about how long you've been at Watermark, your journey here, and your family. Yeah. So I started attending Watermark after I graduated from college in 2011, and I came on staff in 2013 for a few years. Met my husband on staff. He still works here. Um, And then left staff after our oldest was born. So we have a four-year-old, a two-year-old. And then um, last summer, we had our third baby girl, and she passed away the same day that she was born. And um, now we're actually expecting our fourth baby. Yeah, you are. Just a lot going on. We're excited. (laughs) A lot going on in the Hill family over the last few years. Do you think right now, girl or boy? Um, Or do you know? So we've had three girls, and it's just so hard for me to imagine that it would be anything but a girl at this point. I think Sean and I, my husband and I are both like, that's just what we do. We just make baby girls. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We would, I just don't have even like a category for. If you had a, a boy, boy. <laughs> but it would be awesome. It would and be I know, awesome. I know our oldest two would just be so sweet, and they're they'd be great with they a baby would. brother. So we'll see. Well, on that note, I think we should just dive in. Great. Exodus thirty-two one through fourteen. Everybody should have already read it. If you haven't read it, pause the episode, read it right now, or pull over if you're driving. Don't read it while driving. It's a classic. It really is. <laughs> so Emily, as you read this story, the golden calf. What observations did you make? What did you notice? So I think what stuck out to me the most is just a theme that I feel like we see in Scripture over and over again. Just that idea of like we have two choices. We can wait faithfully or we can take matters into our own hands. Mm -hmm. And obviously the Israelites made a choice to take matters into their own hands. So the story says that they felt like Moses was up on that mountain too long. It had been, I think, maybe around six weeks. And to them, that obviously felt like forever because they were like, what is even going on with this guy? I feel like forever to me, honestly. Agreed. I agree. But in verse 8, it says, the Lord tells Moses, they've turned aside quickly. So that's just mm-hmm. another reminder of like our time frames are not the same as the Lord's. What feels like a long time to us in the grand scheme of things may not really be all that long. And so, yeah, I just feel like that's a theme that we see time and time again, especially through the Old Testament of like, whether it's like David's journey waiting to become king or Hannah is waiting to become pregnant or, you know, how the disciples must have felt when they were like between Jesus's death and his resurrection of like, okay, this, what's going on? Just that living in the already, but not yet. That's kind of what stuck out to me. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense that our timelines are different than God's. We're living in this in between while we're on this earth. Mm-hmm. It's different than when we're in heaven. And the theme I hear you hitting it is just patience. Yeah, waiting. Patience and waiting is hard for us. How has that played out in your own life? So as believers or just as people, there's always things that it feels like we're waiting for. Yeah, when I wrote this Devo, it was, I guess, last fall. 
And so just more context. So about halfway through my pregnancy with our third daughter, she was given a life-limiting diagnosis. So we found out, you know, about 20 weeks before she was born that she would not have much time with us outside of the womb, if any. And so obviously that was like a stretch of waiting that we weren't really excited about. But then even more so, like just as I was writing this last fall, just feeling like very in the middle of the story that God was writing for our family and still feel like that sometimes. And so just, yeah, I wrote this. I um, was about, I guess at that point, like four or five months out of losing our daughter. And something that I learned or that I was told is that those first three months can often just feel like a state of shock or like you don't really realize it. Like when you're experiencing grief, Um, And then after three months, it's like, oh, I thought I was doing okay, and now Mm -hmm. I'm really not doing okay. And so um, not long before I wrote this Devo, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. I was just missing my daughter so much, trying to navigate, um, you know, life after our loss. And I did not like it at all. And I just knew, like, okay, I know who God is. I know his character. I know that, um, you know, I've already seen all the ways that he's used our story and our daughter's story for his glory and for his, you know, purposes. But also I know that there's going to be more of that at some point. And I just I just feel stuck because I don't know what that's going to be. Mm. I don't know what that waiting is going to lead to. I just, I know we're in the middle of our story and that's like a really hard place to be. Similar to the Israelites, you know, they'd been brought out of Egypt. They had gotten to experience God's glory. Literally like a few chapters before they're like, you know, Moses goes up on the mountain and it's just, they're in awe of his presence and they've gotten to experience all of these amazing things. And then they're kind of in that middle part of their story where it's like, okay, and what now? Like yeah, we've been told next? that the promised land is coming. We've been told that this is what God's going to do, but we're not getting to see that tangibly right now and we're tired of it. And so I I think it's really easy to read scripture whenever things are, you know, a paragraph or a chapter and go like, that was so ridiculous that they did that. Yeah, I can't why believe. would they make a golden cap? Yeah, they're so impatient. It hadn't been that long. Like, because we have the perspective reading the Bible today to go, like, and we also know how the story's going to end, right. and they didn't. And so it's easy to go, like, I would never have done X, Y, Z the way that the Israelites did and definitely don't want to, like, get, make any allowances for their choices. Like, they made the wrong choice. They <laughs> made an idol and attributed their deliverance and their, like, God's glory to something that they made. And so obviously, like— They missed the mark. They missed the mark. But just saying, like, if I relate to anybody in this story, that's who I relate to. Because it's like when I'm waiting or when I'm tired or when I'm frustrated or when I don't know what God is doing and I'm so—I know that I don't have control. I'm just prone and tempted to, like, latch on to anything that I feel like I can control. And that's what they did. and. Yeah. We're a lot more like the Israelites than we like to admit. Yes. And then I like in the, you know, in the back half of the story, 
God has, you know, because it's like, okay, well, then what? So they made a horrible mistake and, you know, what about those last, the last few uh, verses? Well, I just love that even in the Old Testament, we see like God has every reason to abandon his people or to break his covenant or, you know, Mm -hmm. we give God a million reasons to not be faithful, but God always keeps his promises and there's nothing we can do that's going to keep him from keeping his promises. So good. Yeah, that last chunk where it's like, yeah, he he could and he should, you know, punish the Israelites. Right. And there are obviously always consequences for our choices, but— Because God is who he is, he keeps his promises. I'm looking at verse 14. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. Yes. They deserved this disaster. But God in his love and mercy and grace just said, hey, let's try this again. Mm -hmm. And Moses is going to write it down again. Yeah. It's cool. It's a good reminder and a challenging reminder that is much easier said than done. It's easy to roll our eyes at the Israelites. It's easier to say be patient than it is to actually be patient, to have hope, all of it. So thank you for sharing. Any final thoughts? We've got 60 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I just think because it's like, because it is easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, shared, I like experienced that really in a pretty deep way this past year. And I think Okay, so if I do feel like I'm stuck in the middle, if I was if I was where the Israelites were, what could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. And I think there's just so much power in remembering what the Lord has already done. And so, you know, if the Israelites had gone like, man, this is really hard. I'm really tired of waiting. But here's all the things that we've God, just seen God already do. Like, Passover. remember, he split. The sea. He split a literal yeah. sea into two into so two. could just walk across on dry land. Right. That was incredible. He's brought and he's provided water mm-hmm. and manna and all of these things. Um, and that's something that I can do now, just like I talked about, like I had already seen some of the good things that the Lord has done through our daughter's life and the ways that it, you know, changed us, changed other people. Those are there were like he used you saw fruit. Yeah. You saw you God at something work. something devastating and awful in good ways. And mm-hmm. it's not ways that we ever would have chosen or even now, like I would have done it, you know, if I was God, I would have written that story completely differently. But I can't deny like God's provision even just for us through that season. So remembering and reflecting on what he's already done and then just remembering and reflecting on God's character and who he is. So good, Emily. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. You did it. (laughs) I did it. You did it. (laughs) I'm so glad you came in this morning. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.